Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Dr. John. Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, well, since you guys are Christian thinkers. Sorry, I just want to leave that question. I wanted to get your input on that. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. That's my question. So, thanks a bunch. Thank you. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. This is Jeremiah Johnston welcoming you back to our radio show right here on Faith Radio Network. It's delightful to have you joining us today on the radio or through podcast or on demand through the app, however you're joining us today. I'm just delighted to have you listening. Um, this is a very special weekend in the life of our country. For those of you that are listening here in the United States, it's Veterans Day weekend. Um, and it's a very important holiday. It's a very important time for all of us to reflect, for us to think about and observe nationally honoring military veterans. Um, all those who have served in the United States Armed Forces, we thank God for our veterans. We thank God for the men and women um, who give so sacrificially. And so we honor them on Veterans Day weekend. Um, and specifically in this program, I want to dedicate the entire show to this very important discussion of PTSD among our veterans. It's something we don't talk about enough, is it? And it's something if you're a follower of Jesus, we need to be more conversant. We need to have a more informed faith. And one of the things that... Um, is lurking in our churches, and I use that word um, intentionally because it, it's hiding in plain sight, are so many people who struggle with PTSD, and specifically our veterans, post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I've asked a good friend to jump on the program today with us. I want to have a, a really interesting conversation about what we need to know as Christians um, as it relates to PTSD generally, um, and then in more specifically PTSD among our veterans. Many of us live with a veteran or we have a veteran in our immediate family, a veteran son or daughter, grandson, granddaughter. Um, how can we understand PTSD? better? How can we live effectively and minister to those who struggle? And then for all of our church leaders who listen to this program and connect with this show, how can we minister to those in our churches, in our ministries, who are suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder? And so I'm really excited for this conversation, but I want to say right at the outset, I praise God and thank God for all the veterans in our country. If you've served our country, Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to this wonderful country that I truly believe God has blessed. This is an exciting weekend. Uh, my grandpa, John Wesley, is a great mentor of mine, was a World War II veteran, um, and always taught me to honor this very special weekend. And so it's a, it's a great blessing to us here at Faith Radio Network and at the Jeremiah Johnson Show and at our ministry, Christian Thinker Society, to, de to dedicate an entire program to our veterans and hopefully equip you today 
how to have a more conversant, informed faith ministering to those in our world who struggle with PTSD. You all know, if you listen to this program with any regularity, this is a subject that all of us need to be more sensitive to, mental challenges, those who struggle. And like I said, they hide in plain sight in our churches. And so we're going to have more and more programs that equip you as a Christian thinker, as a follower of Jesus, someone with a biblical worldview, how to not ignore those who struggle in our ministries. And so we'll be right back talking Veterans Day weekend, um, equipping you to encourage those who may be struggling with PTSD. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. And I have joining us uh, an author who um, her book has been called the best book on PTSD and vets uh, that this individual who is giving the recommendation has ever read. And I have joining us on the call today, Mrs. Welby O'Brien. Welby, welcome to the program today. Thank you, Jeremiah. Welby, you're a nationally sought-after speaker, you're a guest lecturer, you're a biblical counselor, you're a trained educator, um, but why this book on, and it, by the way, the book is called Love Our Vets, Restoring Hope for Families of Veterans, and especially, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this broadcast, we have thousands of people that subscribe on the podcast, um, but we are celebrating Veterans Day weekend on this broadcast this weekend. And I want to ask you right at the beginning, Wilby, what led you to write Love Our Vets? Well, when my husband and I first met each other, uh, he told me right from the get-go, he said, Wilby, I've got PTSD and I'm all messed up. And hmm. I didn't have a clue. I had no idea what, what's PTSD. And so this was a, a man that was an exceptional man in a relationship worth fighting for. And we had both come from broken marriages, so we really wanted to do this one right. Mm. So I learned all I could about PTSD, which at the time there was not very much at all out there. I signed up for a class at the VA, and that's where I started learning the horrors that our warriors have been through that haunt them day and night. And I just I just wept when it all just hit me what what so many have gone through. And I realized as a loved one, it's not me. And I realized I can't fix it. And I also realized that I have to take care of me as I love him. So we got counseling together. I got counseling for myself individually, needed to work through some of my stuff and prayed and ended up saying, okay, green light, let's do this. And I can stand here and say years later that it is possible to have a loving, fulfilling relationship in spite of the PTSD. But there are challenges, and we knew some of them going in. And the book Love Our Vets is actually a result of the things that I had learned, have learned. I should probably come up with a sequel pretty soon because I'm, st mm -hmm. I'm still okay. learning. And also, I started uh, some support groups, and I've gleaned a lot of wisdom from some of the people who are a decade or two ahead of me on this journey. So that is the in-the-nutshell story of why I wrote the book Love Our Vets. It's primarily for the loved ones of those struggling with PTSD, but we found that the, the veterans themselves are really appreciating it, too. 
Absolutely, and there's so much I want to jump into, and your website is fabulous. Um, there is a website, it's loveourvets.org, and I want everyone to check that out. Uh, you'll obviously see links to the book Love Our Vets, but also the support network, Welby's blog, some great resources are on there as well, links for PTSD. Uh, Welby, this is something that our ministry, Christian Thinker Society, discusses a lot. I've been asked 30,000 um, text message questions from individuals in our live events, and this whole question of mental health and PTSD is so prominent. It's prominent everywhere, and it's especially prominent in the church. I was uh, speaking in Miami uh, two weekends ago, and a combat vet stopped me. What a great guy! But just told me all of the all of the issues he has had um, since his tours of duty with PTSD. Can you just start by helping our audience define PTSD? What does it mean to have a to have a to know a veteran with PTSD? What are some of the warning and signs? Uh, maybe some individuals who wonder if they have it, who are military vets, who are listening to you. Can you just guide us by the hand through this question? Sure. I'll, um, let me take that in two parts. I'll uh, ex describe PTSD, and then I'll tell what it looks like. So post-traumatic stress disorder actually can affect anyone, and the military is one group of people, but it can affect anyone. And it results from exposure to an experience that's horrific or life-threatening. And what happens is the person gets locked locked into mm. this emergency survival mode. You've heard of fight, flight, or freeze. Sure. And they stay permanently programmed in that emergency mode at some level for the rest of their lives. So 24-7, they're living as if that original trauma, or for some, there were many, many traumas, or an impending crisis could occur at any moment. They're just constantly braced. So it totally overwhelms their ability to cope, so when something triggers them back into survival mode, which can happen any moment, they just don't have a reserve to handle it. Hmm. And so some of the symptoms to look for, the good news is, is that not everyone has all of these. Uh, some of the simple, typical symptoms are anxiety, avoidance, depression, uh, being easily startled. There's a lot of fear flashbacks. I know my husband has flashbacks right in the middle of church. No one would mm. know it. Yeah, hyper, sure. hyper Even at church, you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right during the worship songs or a sermon or mm -hmm. anything. Hypervigilance, intrusive thoughts of the trauma, irritability. Sometimes people have difficulty holding a job. There can be memory blocks, nightmares, and other sleep issues are really common. Numbing outbursts of anger or other emotions, substance abuse often, and addictive behaviors because people just, just want to numb, relationship problems often, putting up walls, withdrawing, and unfortunately, as we pretty much know, suicidal thoughts. Mm, sure. But the good news is that we want to let people know that they're reacting normally to an abnormal experience and they can learn to thrive again. There is hope, isn't there, for families yeah. that are affected? And I, that's what I love about your book. Your book is, and friends, the book is Love Our Vets. We're talking to author Welby O'Brien. I want you to check out her Facebook page and her website, loveourvets.org. Um, but I love the way your book is laid out. 
um, because it really helps define the issues, but you offer so much hope throughout your book. And I, I want to just ask you, what is a chapter title in your book? Is there a cure or can it improve? Because at least in my experience, Welby, so many people who are in the thick of PTSD just think it's never going to change. It's never going to get better. Things will never be the way they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is a question that will continue to be debated for a while. In my experience and from the people that I work with and have worked with, there is no one perfect cure that can make it go away 100%, basically because the trauma or traumas actually were an event in your life and you can't erase something that happened to you. And as long as there are going to be triggers that remind you of that trauma and stir it up, then there's going to be the PTSD. However, the good news is that it can be helped. In fact, there is more now than ever before in all of history available. As you mentioned, the resources we've got listed on our website, many therapies, treatments, support groups, and options than ever before. And so I just want to encourage people to reach out, talk to others, reaching out, is the hardest thing. I heard that hmm. I heard that yeah, only fifty percent of veterans who need to reach out for help are doing that. So I would encourage people to connect with someone, ask questions, research the options and take that take that step, which really is a hard step to do, but it can be so worth it. So for the spouses out there of individuals who have PTSD what is your message to them, especially as you write and love our vets, but what are some immediate steps for those that are struggling that, you know, as a spouse, um, they're just having trouble connecting perhaps with the person they're married to uh, who's struggling? Mm -hmm. Yes, and definitely it is a unique, a unique challenge. And the thing I hear most, I spend most of my day communicating online with the loved ones, and there is that disconnect in a lot of ways and the most thing I hear is I just feel so alone and mm. I thought I was the only one and so my immediate message would be first of all you are not alone what you're going through is definitely challenging but please connect with others who are on a similar journey and we have local groups and online groups where people can encourage each other and you can say wow you know, that helped you, I'm going to try that, or this is a frustrating day, and we can encourage each other. So it's kind of like you get this vicarious trauma or secondary PTSD, and we as loved ones find ourselves experiencing many of the same symptoms that they do, and that was a big light bulb going off in my head the day that I realized that I can get triggered too, mm. that I find myself being hypervigilant, and the the startling thing, that's relatively new. It's kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> um, to just know that these are things that are going to happen, and we've got kind of a new normal, and to know that you're not alone and connect with others who, who get it and can be supportive. 
We only have about two minutes until our first break, and friends, we're joined by Wilby O'Brien today, and we're celebrating all of our veterans on this Veterans Day weekend. Um, what did you mean? I, I just like how you put this. Um, you can help him, but you cannot fix him as it relates to PTSD. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that a lot of us who are drawn to PTSD survivors are in our hearts just really kind of caring people, mm-hmm. and by nature, I'm a fixer. Pretty much, I set my mind to something and <clears throat> set out the steps and fix it and go on to the next thing. And this <laughs> this one doesn't fit that formula. So it's just not something that a human being can fix. And they don't necessarily want to be fixed. The most important thing we can do is just let them know we're there for them. Make sure we stay tuned to our needs and not just totally burn out trying to keep them happy because that's not healthy for anyone. So being there to support and yet having healthy boundaries and taking care of our needs in the process is really important. Such phenomenal insights from our guest today, Wilby O'Brien. We're going to be back in 90 seconds, and we're going to continue to discuss her fabulous book, Love Our Vets, and how we can minister to our veterans who are struggling with PTSD. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Jeremiah Johnston, and we're joined by Wilby O'Brien, and she has written a fabulous book. It's been called The Best Book, Ministering to Family Members of Those Who Are Struggling with PTSD. And Wilby, um, you've left me wanting more. Um, We've covered so much already, but I, I want to know more about your story. And you mentioned, you just, you alluded to it before, but um, how did you feel so led of God to be a voice and become such a strong, clear voice in this issue of PTSD? Well, it wasn't on my um, schedule of things to do and (laughs) uh, my life dream, but, you know, I've always tried to just walk with the Lord and came to know him, thankfully, at a young age, and he's guided me through some pretty big bumps in life. And when I met my husband-to-be, I was pretty sure I was just destined now to do the happily ever after. And God was really nice to to bless us with a really great relationship, love that we neither of us had ever had before. And I sort of thought that that was all about me. And <laughs> And now looking back, I see, wow, no, God was working in me and for me, and now he's working through me to just share with people the things that I'm continuing to learn. And it's a it's an amazing experience when we just put our lives in the Lord's hands and let him do with us as he will, even if it's not what our original dream for what our life would look like. Well, and it's beautiful because your, your whole testimony is that. I mean, you've been teaching for 30 years plus, um, you've written numerous books, and you're a, you have a master's degree in counseling. You're an excellent educator and teacher, but it seems like you've ministered from a place of pain. And um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but God has allowed you to transcend um, some very difficult experiences and then become a voice of hope and courage <laughs> out of those out of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing. God does things like that. That's what He's all about. And when you're at the bottom of the pit and you hit bottom and you think 
this is it. I'm never going to make it out. And yet he's there. And we have to cling. I have been so inspired by Romans 8:28, where mm. God causes all things to work together for good to those of us who love him. Those of us who are called according to his purpose. And I just realized recently there's a verse after that <laughs> yeah. that talks about his, his purpose is to conform us to be like Christ and to prepare us for our eternal home. And so with him, nothing is wasted, even if it hurts like crazy and makes no sense at the time. And so clinging to God's word, his promises in the darkness, trusting that he's there, that he is our Savior and wants to walk with us and bring good things out of our pain, many of which we may never see in this life. But that is definitely, I'm at the season right now where I'm starting to see some of the fruit, and it's mm. it's very it's very beautiful. <laughs> what I love is the intersection of faith. Um, there's books on psychology and PTSD treatments, clinical evaluations. And what I love about your book, Love Our Vets, is there's such a strong emphasis on faith. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about chapters 24, 25, and 26. Why should I pray for him? What should I pray for him, and what should I pray for me? Can you minister to our audience with some thoughts from these these chapters? Um, yes. I know it's hard sometimes to pray for others, and uh, it does take time and energy. Um, but it's important, even if it's just short and simple. And sometimes we're so consumed with what's going on for us that we forget that that person is hurting too. And so to be praying for them, whatever, I, I actually have a prayer a day listed at the back of the book with just little short specific mm. prayers for helping the other person. And and one of the things I pray every day is that God's love would flow through each of us toward each other. You know, some of the just basic marriage things or many of the relationships are not marriage. Maybe it's a, a son or a daughter who's, struggling with PTSD or a, a friend or a sibling. So praying with them, letting God work in their life, and again, not trying to be the one to fix them and not trying to be responsible for what we ask God. To, what if I don't ask the right things? He'll, mm -hmm. He can fix He could fix that one too. And to pray for ourselves. What do we need physically, emotionally, spiritually? And one of the hardest things for me is learning to be still because I'm just kind of like, you know, I want to be doing stuff all the time. <laughs> mm. And it's important to just put your feet up, get alone, breathe, and just reflect and get perspective. So I just encourage people that t praying is not a religious thing and there's no perfect way to do it. It's connecting with God, reaching out in faith listening to him, whether it's actually reading scripture or just pausing to to reflect that communication with God is is the whole point of that relationship that he has created us for. Well, B, I want to ask you about children, um, because no one's unaffected by PTSD when we have someone in our family who has it. And 
Can you just tell us how much should we tell our kids and what do we say to help our children understand PTSD as it relates to our veterans? That's a really good point. And I'm happy to see that more and more books addressing that are starting to come out. There are a couple of them that are actually faith-based that are good and others that have some good helpful principles. But you're absolutely right. And I have not voiced this before or actually heard it or read it, but I'm kind of anticipating a generation of uh, adults coming up that have grown up with PTSD in their home since we have so many veterans in the last two decades. And so it is important to realize that everybody close to the PTSD survivor is affected. And some of the things that are helpful for kids is to remind them that it's not them. Sometimes when a, uh, someone with PTSD reacts, they tend to attack the person that's closest to them just mm. because they're closest and they may feel safest doing that. And if that's, I don't know if that's, I put that right, but to realize, to reassure the loved ones that it's not them, it's not their fault. It's also important to help kids and adults to to stay aware of our own feelings, to not grow up numb or avoiding them or acting out, but to learn healthy ways to process if my if I'm feeling angry or if I'm feeling frustrated and I'm, or I'm feeling something's not fair or whatever, to find a healthy way whether it's family counseling or something like that, to help them own and be aware of their own feelings, find a safe place, someone they can talk with, whether it's the the other adult in the home or somebody mm. safe. PTSD makes people not feel safe. Mm. And so it's important for everyone, the the individual as well as the loved ones, to have a safe place, a safe person or persons that they can communicate with. Again, friends, our guest today on the Jeremiah Johnston Show is Miss Welby O'Brien, and she's right. She's written a phenomenal book called Love Our Vets, and her website is tremendous, loveourvets.org. Um, we're playing this um, live across our network on Veterans Day weekend, and you actually have a chapter. I love this in your book, Welby, How Do I Survive Veterans Day and Other Patriotic Holidays? Just walk us through that. It's a gra- I'm so glad you referenced this in your book. Well, as ironic as it is, sometimes the patriotic holidays like Veterans Day, especially Fourth of July, can actually stir things up. And Mm -hmm. everybody's different. Everybody's story is different. Everybody's reactions are different. But basically, anything taking them back to the original trauma can stir things up. So what may be a trigger for some might not bother others. Some typical triggers might be crowds, parades, loud noises, bright lights, fireworks especially. And that usually right around 4th of July is really hard, especially because in some neighborhoods like ours, it goes on for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the, the people like to wait till you're asleep and about 2 a.m. then just blow yep. a few off. Yeah, you got those people there too. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there was a um, a local patriotic event here recently, and it was honoring 
the Vietnam veterans, and they were in this an open stadium. And I don't know who planned it, but they surprised them all by bringing in a Huey helico- helicopter oh, that man. landed. Yeah, and it was probably not a good a good mm-hmm. idea because that just sent so many of them right back into the jungle. So I would say it's a wonderful time to honor and express our gratitude to the veterans and never, ever, we can never do that enough for sure. But for those who may need to stay away from some of these events, that's totally okay. I know my husband used to march in the parades and then he would just be really out of it for a week or two because it really Mm -hmm. triggered him bad. And he finally realized, "I, I can't do that. I want to, but I can't. And that's okay. So be aware of what might be a trigger for you as an individual and plan ahead and just know that peer support is really important. Again, if you can stay connected with somebody that you can talk with, that's really important. In the table of contents of your book, Wilby, it says it takes an exceptional person to love a warrior, especially a warrior whose war will never cease. We're going to continue the discussion on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. And I want to encourage you to continue uh, to submit those reviews on our podcast. I'm delighted that this show now is available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Alexa, you name it. Of course, iTunes, Google Google Play, you can find this program. And I'm delighted uh, about all the ways in which the Holy Spirit is using this broadcast because all we do every week is answer your unanswered questions. And we're discussing PTSD today with a phenomenal author, thinker, educator, Bible teacher, and counselor, Miss Welby O'Brien. She has a fabulous website of her own, wellbo.com, where you can read about her other books as well. But we're actually taking this Veterans Day weekend to do a deep dive into her book, Love Our Vets, which I highly recommend. And I love the practicality of the book. There are numerous short chapters where she goes through significant questions that I'm sure she has been asked, that she's dealt with in her own life, in her own home, but I'm speaking all across the country on this issue as well. Um, Just some fabulous practical application and some great recommendations for for individuals who are struggling, especially those of you um, who are are not necessarily the individual with the PTSD, but you live with them and you want to know how to minister to the individual who's struggling. And so um, I want to pick up with chapter 49, Welby. Sometimes I feel like I'm married to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Is that typical? And how do I manage the extreme and unpredictable behaviors? Yes. Well, I wish there was an easy answer, but it is true. There, the moods are just up and down. In fact, I um, <laughs> I did a blog last week. I called it the Moodometer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it just came to me last week. With we just kind of wake up in the morning and instantly do a a survey. What kind of mood are they in? What's our day going to be like? And just kind of gauge what I'm going to be like by what kind of mood the other person is projecting. And that's not healthy. And so I'm learning to just kind of keep my sense of humor. And if if I'm sensing a 
a mood that's not pleasant in my head, I just go mood o meter, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all new. This is hot off the press news for I you love it. and I love your it. listeners, um, and that's not even in the book. But they do swing their mood swing, and it's always going to be that way. Um, some more than others, and everybody has their own um, symptoms of PTSD. Some or get really angry a lot, some get really depressed and withdraw. And so it's different according to different individuals. But it's important to have healthy boundaries. I've talked to a lot of younger gals who just, um, I don't know, maybe the older ones are tougher, but (laughs) they don't understand that it's important to stay safe and to communicate what is okay and what's not okay. And that's important for everybody in the family. It benefits everybody. So just knowing that there's going to be days when they're going to be off and that shouldn't drag me down, I need to recognize, okay, this is the PTSD. It's their PTSD. I feel bad that they're not having a great day, but I can't fix it, and I will tell them I love them and just go on and do what I need to do for the day and and just not be dragged up or down with with the volatility that sometimes accompanies PTSD. In your book, I love how you have divided it into three sections. And what I appreciate especially is the soul care of part two, replenish our needs, one, two, three. Can you walk us through um, I mean, it can be exhaust. It can be exhausting, can it? Um, just ministering and living with individuals with PTSD, and as a result, we can get worn down. And I find that that's when the enemy attacks us. We're discouraged. We're worn down, and we're so busy caring for others, we're not doing the soul care for ourselves. We're not ministering to ourselves. So, Welby, we need you to minister to us for a few minutes in this area. <laughs> okay, and especially as Christians, sometimes I think we impose false guilt on ourselves if we're not always giving out but we do we need to replenish especially when we're in a caregiving type of role or any kind of a ministry role to take time out replenish or we're going to burn out and then everybody's in trouble Mm -hmm. so i do have a, a long checklist of specific things that are really practical to help you know are we breathing are we getting wise counsel? What kind of people are we surrounding ourselves with? Am I expressing my needs grac- graciously? Am I getting sleep? Am I taking care of my medical needs or am I putting that off? I talked to somebody the other day said, you know, I've been putting off my dentist appointment for two years because I've been taking mm. care of my husband. I realize I need to do that. So just all the little things that are very practical but that we often put off because we can get caught up in in the giving and in the needs of the people around us. So counting our blessings, feeding our spiritual life, pursuing our life purpose, part of it definitely is is the role and the that we are in right now, but that's not our identity. That's not all we are and and God has many, many other things for us. And so to seek him, to make that a a real fulfilling life and not just spend that all of our energy on that one area. 
Well, you give 21 ways, I believe, of for us to replenish our souls. And these are so easy to read and so hard to actually apply, aren't they? <laughs> and my heart goes out yes. to the person. I mean, I, I get it. Um, you know, I've, I've needed a dental appointment for two years. The person that said that to you, I actually get it um, mm -hmm. um, because I understand how all-consuming these PTSD situations can be, the stress, how stress poisons our body, poisons our lives physically and mm -hmm. spiritually. Um, I want to pivot for a moment, though, because we have thousands of Christian leaders, pastors, um, thinkers who listen to this broadcast. Welby, how do you think the church is doing responding to PTSD? And I mean, what's your encouragement or what is your charge uh, to the pastors and Christian leaders who are listening to us right now? Mm. I would encourage you to go to the website and read the blog that's titled 10 Things People with PTSD Need from Ministry Leaders and Church People. You can just mm. go to loveourvets.org and on the search, just write in the number 10 things. And that is a list of 10 things <laughs> that are written from the perspective of the person with PTSD and their loved ones and what they need from other people, particularly ministry leaders and other people as well, too. And specific things about um, are you set up to accommodate service dogs if, if somebody mm -hmm. wants to come? Is there a place in the back where they can go? Are you realizing that a lot of people with PTSD – just really can't go where there are crowds and maybe you need to find a a creative way to minister to them not in the church building itself uh, little things like that realizing that some of them are very uncomfortable shaking hands or hugging and that that would trigger some of them so understanding what's behind it some of the responses some of the fears and reaching out. And so you wanted a charge. <laughs> yes, I do. What what I say is we are here, our churches are here to help those who are hurting, whether it's PTSD or depression or abuse or any kind anything. We're all we're all struggling with something, though we may not admit it, every one of us. And I would love to see every church body just totally be so filled with the love and the grace of Jesus that people are drawn and they feel safe and they feel welcome no matter what's going on in their lives. And that's what I would encourage the church leaders to do is just make, create a safe, welcoming environment where people will want to come. And if they can't come, then go, go to them if they're willing or create a safe place where they will feel comfortable. Do you think pastors should preach and teach about PTSD? I think helping people understand is really a good idea. In fact, we have a little 5 by 7 card, and we also have it as a graphic on the website, so you can download it or we send them out for free. But it's called PTSD Basics, and the front side explains what PTSD is and what it is not. And the back has a column of all the things not to do and then another column of things to do. And that kind of education is really important for people like me who had no clue before I entered the world of PTSD. And it's 
um, a good thing, I think, to be addressed from the pulpit. And there are a lot of people in the Bible, if you really stop and think about it, who had PTSD. And that would be a, a, a good way to weave that concept in, too. I love this. So again, friends, go to Welby's website, Love Our Vets, and I just love how you resource and equip Christians and the church for a difficult conversation that we need to have because so many are right there living with someone with PTSD. And just click on resources, if you would, please. And then at the drop down, I'm doing it right now on my computer, you're going to see the links to everything that she just described, PTSD Basics, PTSD Basics has helped me uh, download these things and check out her blog as well, especially for the pastors that um, we love having you on this program, pastors. Um, and I know how busy you are. I know how, <laughs> how you work eight days a week, often in the ministry. And it's helpful to have these ministries that you can lean into and see, okay, these are some of the parameters. Even just having this, these materials at your church for your Sunday school, your Bible study leaders, I at Christian Thinker Society, we fully endorse uh, Love Our Vets and supporting the families of those affected by PTSD. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, Welby, and I ask all of my guests um, about their unanswered questions. And I, I, my, our entire ministry is really helping people answer their unanswered questions. And I think that vulnerability is the new superpower to reach people, uh, just the opportunity to be vulnerable with people. And so I ask all the guests that come on this program what their unanswered question for God is. I mean, if you could ask God anything right now, um, may not even be anything we've been discussing on this program, and I don't try. I'm not a PS guy. I don't try to answer it, uh, but I would love to know what Welby O'Brien's unanswered question is, or perhaps you've had it and you've already got it answered. <laughs> well, I really, really would like to know why he's waiting. I think I know because there's got to be more people coming to know him, and he's got this plan, and I totally trust his plan. But that would be my hmm. my unanswered question. Why don't you? come back now and give us the reboot to the kingdom and we're mm. good to go. But mm. um, I know he's working and he's got wisdom that we can't see. So um, um, I got to trust him on that one. Amen. It's so true because we look around and we see the world that is marked by the great catastrophe and just evil all around us and how it's mm -hmm. pervasive and how it affects us. And I just want to compliment you, Welby, for this ministry. You you have this dynamic ministry outreach through your books and your speaking and your resources. And I'm just delighted to know you, to uh, raise exposure just in our ministry of what you're doing. I love it. I just want to affirm you on this nationally syndicated program. God bless you for being a voice in a very dark area where you're letting the light of Jesus Christ shine. And I meet our military vets every, I mean, I could, you just name a city and I could tell you if I was speaking there and military vets that I've met, what, wives of wounded warriors uh, who've mm -hmm. said, Jeremiah, don't stop speaking about PTSD, suicide, mental challenges. And uh, so often the church has been silent in the past and it just delights me to no end that the church has strong voices like yours will be standing in the gap um, on behalf of such an important issue. Any final thoughts for our audience before we have to go? Well, thank you for those encouraging words. I will remember those in the moments when I'm 
wiping the tears off myself. And <laughs> Well, please do. We yeah. need each other. I believe in affirming the great work of God that God is doing. Acts 14, 27, we see that in the scripture. The church gathered together to talk about all the ways in which the Lord was using them to reach the Gentiles. And so friends, uh, let me give you the website again. It's loveourvets.org. The book that we have been discussing ever so briefly on this program is called Love Our Vets, Restoring Hope for Families of Veterans with PTSD. Uh, and I also want to encourage you to go to Welby's website because she's also written on grief recovery, divorce recovery, some other very important topics and her blog is just and just phenomenal so Welby this has gone way too fast I hope we, you can come stop by again for another conversation on this program I would love to thank you Jeremiah alright friends I'll be back with some final thoughts on the other side of this break Welcome back to our final segment here on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And so many of us who listen or connect with this program, so many of us who worship, um, perhaps you've been listening to the show on PTSD and you may not be a veteran, but you have you have experienced something traumatic in your life. I think there are some very encouraging Bible stories and Bible passages that we can lean on. And my heart just goes out to you right now. If you're someone who has had a traumatic event in your past and you struggle with PTSD, First, of course, know you're not alone. God bless you. God strengthen you and strengthen you through his very presence and through his unbreakable word. Um, there's some really important promises, though, that I like to encourage people to investigate for themselves. I think of Proverbs 1, verse 33, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread or disaster. Um, and so that, that promise of the Proverbs right there in the first chapter um, to dwell in God, to be secure and to be at ease in him. Isaiah 41.10 is another passage that comes to mind. Fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If, if you're struggling with PTSD, listen, you're not alone. God is with you. He's literally holding you in the palm of his hand. Lamentations 3.21-23, but this I call to mind, and therefore I do have hope. The steadfast love of our Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I just love these passages. And I, I mean, 1 Peter 5, 7 is one I always go to. Casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And so what I want you to hear at the end of this broadcast is you don't need to shoulder that burden alone. It's a fact, yes, you're struggling with PTSD. Yes, you've had some traumatic event in your life. God can meet you in the midst of your pain, and he can shoulder your pain for you. And that's the promise of 1 Peter 5, 7, that we're to cast all of our anxiety on the Lord because he's trustworthy and he cares for us. His word is unbreakable. I pray that you'll take what you've learned today in the broadcast and be a blessing in someone else's life. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you can minister to as a result of what you've heard today, what you've learned today. And if you're someone who's struggling, know every one of us here at Christian Thinker Society, and I know I speak for the wider faith radio universe, we're praying for you. This program and this network exists to encourage you to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so, friend, wherever you're at today, allow the Holy Spirit to, give you, to be like the balm of Gilead that is spoken of in the scriptures, that medicinal quality to just strengthen you today, to give you the shalom of God, that peace, that completeness, that wholeness that only a true relationship with the Lord can bring. Allow that to envelope you. Live in the atmosphere of God's love, as we learn in the book of Jude. Let these promises wash over you 
and strengthen you today in your faith. That's what the body of Christ is all about. Friends, um, go ahead and check out this program online as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our show podcast on iTunes Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Alexa. You can check out all of these different um, offerings online. Be sure and subscribe. And thanks so much for your reviews. It's a blessing to have you joining us today on Faith Radio Network, listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, you can check out more at ChristianThinkers.com. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. You'll also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of The Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.